to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 9th, 2017. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I've been begging for Broadway news a lot over the past month, and we definitely got a ton yesterday. But in some of these cases, I would have far preferred a quiet, boring day instead of what we got. Yeah, I guess uh, we ought to start with uh, Broadway legend Barbara Cook passes away. Yeah, yesterday we learned the devastatingly sad news that Broadway legend Barbara Cook had passed away at the age of 89. According to her son, Adam LeGrant, she died of respiratory failure early yesterday morning, surrounded by friends and family. On a somewhat amusing note, he also said that her last meal was actually vanilla ice cream. So I just get chills thinking about, about that. Anyway, one of Broadway's most iconic sopranos. She appeared in 18 Broadway shows, originating the role of Cunagonda in Candide, debuting the song Glitter and Be Gay, the role of Mary in Peru in The Music Man, debuting the song Good Night, My Someone, and the role of Amalia Balish in She Loves Me, debuting the song Vanilla Ice Cream. She also played both Carrie Pipperidge and Julie Jordan in separate revivals of Carousel on Broadway. She played Ada Wanny and did so much more. She won a Tony Award for The Music Man and was nominated again in 2010 for her work in, Son- on, in Sondheim on Sondheim. Last year, she was scheduled to return to the stage in an off-Broadway one-woman show entitled Barbara Cook, Then and Now, which was going to be based on her memoir, which has subsequently been released. But the production was canceled due to what was described as the pressure and stress related to going through the emotional pain of writing that book and then trying to go straight into a production. Earlier this year, her son announced her official retirement. The Broadway League has already announced that theaters will dim their lights in honor of Miss Cook tonight at 7.45 p.m. There have been many, many people in and around the Broadway community sharing their favorite memories of Cook and how important she was to them. Yesterday afternoon, I was able to talk to Tony winner Laura Benanti, a lifelong fan of Barbara Cook. Obviously, she was nominated for a Tony in 2016 for playing Amalia in She Loves Me. We will play our little five-minute conversation about Barbara at the end of the episode. Um, But James, I know for me, for a lot of people in the Broadway community, this loss though not a tremendous surprise, still felt like a massive punch to the gut. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not a huge surprise, but uh, it it was just a wave of shock when, uh, uh, when you told me this news. Um, it's tremendously sad. And, but uh, like you mentioned, there's some great stories going around about, uh, about, Barbara Cook, and I look forward to reading all of them. It's such a great way to celebrate her life. And that, and to listen to all of the amazing songs that she yeah. has brought to the world. I mean, what's what's interesting is, is we kind of think of her as this kind of golden age soprano, but she has this huge amount of experience with like the works of Stephen Sondheim. She did a one-woman show of Stephen Sondheim music. She did Sondheim on Sondheim. I mean, she is someone who is so beloved because of her crystalline pure voice but she is also an actor she is someone who did so much more than just kind of filled an ingenue role um in the golden age she is an incredible performer the likes of which i don't know that we will ever see again Hmm. i agree uh next up in the news great comet announces a closing date 
Jeez, continuing with the unsurprising yet still unfortunate news. As we predicted on yesterday's show, shortly after half hour at the Imperial last night, the producers of Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812 officially announced that the show would close on Sunday, September 3rd. As I guess was planned, Ogarite and Nadawan will leave the production this Sunday. Then Pierre's understudy, Scott Stang- Stangland, who played the role at ART before it came to Broadway, will step in from August 15th through the 20th. Then the show's composer and original Pierre off-Broadway, Dave Malloy, will finish the run beginning on August 27th. The show's original Sonia, Britton Ashford, will return to the role next Tuesday, August 15th, and will continue through the end of the show. She obviously replaces Ingrid Michelson, who of course replaced her. And as we learned from Dave Malloy's tweets last week, that was, uh, you know, a move that was done with the bottom line in mind. James, the press release announces a national play, a national tour in 2019. So hopefully that eventually materializes so that more people, myself included, get to see this really unique production. I don't really want to get back into all the politics and speculation and the blame game associated with this show's closing, James. But this is just another disappointing and sad turn, um, not only in you know a day yesterday, it was already pretty sad, but in this kind of the, the, the unraveling of Great Comet's Broadway run, which started out so exciting and so well, to have it in like this is just – it's really a stain on what should have been a triumphant run on Broadway, even if it ended up being cut shorter than a lot of people would have preferred. All right. Next up, uh, stars join the upcoming Once on this Island revival. Okay, finally, we get some good news. Um, Yesterday, the upcoming revival of the Aarons and Flaherty musical Once on this Island announced round two of its principal casting in James Holy crap, is this a quartet of stars? First, the glorious Tony winner Leia Salonga will return to Broadway as the god Urzuli. Cat star Quentin Earl Darrington will play Agui. And here's where it gets interesting. Merle Dandridge, who's been on Broadway in Rent, Aida, Jesus Christ Superstar, Spamalot, and Tarzan, as well as having a pretty strong TV career, will play Papa Gee, while Glee star Alex Newell will play Asaka. Those two roles being flipped from their traditional genders, giving some really interesting, um, you know, takes on these characters that for a lot of us musical theater nerds, we love. Um, Mama Will Provide is a song sung by Asaka, which Alex Newell uh, Newell will play. If you remember, he played the uh, transgender character Unique on Glee. He is not transgender himself, um, but that's the character he played. And if you remember earlier this year when they did the all-female concert of Jesus Christ Superstar – he actually played Mary Magdalene. So uh, not something that he's unfamiliar with, but still pretty interesting. James, you and I have very public issues with this show's producers, but wow, this is a pretty incredible cast. And they still haven't announced who's playing Tamoon yet. Um, so that should be exciting. That is apparently going to be a, an up-and-coming star, a new person based off of this um, open call that they've done. As a reminder, performances will begin at Circle in the Square on November 9th. And I... Uh, this one's going to have to be on my list of shows to see. I'm going to push back my trip to New York to get, to try to see this one when I'm up there. November 9th. I just think about it. It's it, it'll be cold then. I <laughs> I don't have a coat, James, but I will find one. <laughs> oh, it seems so far away, but it it's just mere moments. 3 months. Yep. All right. The uh, Broadway cast is announced for Escape to Margaritaville. 
Yeah, James, a lot of this cast is stuff that we already knew from the previous out-of-town tryout in La Jolla and then the subsequent national tour, which I guess is getting ready to start kind of a mini tour. Um, returning to the show will be Paul Alexander Nolan, Allison Luff, Lisa Howard, Rima Webb, Don Sparks, and Andre Ward. They will return to their principal roles. But for Broadway, current School of Rock star Eric Peterson will be joining the cast, so that's really exciting. Also of note in the ensemble is Ryan Redman, who for me stole Bring It On the Musical. I thought she was fantastic. She was also in If Then. We will have the complete cast announcement in the show notes at broadwayradio.com if you want to check that out of all the ensemble members. Escape to Margaritaville will begin performances at the Marquee Theater on February 16th. Also very cold. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and right after uh, Valentine's Day, yeah. which can be cold. <laughs> in, ways, in many ways, James. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick show and casting news. Yeah, since we've got that interview with Laura, I don't want to belabor these. I just want to talk about them real quick. At the Television Critics Association meetings yesterday, Fox announced that a Christmas story live, their upcoming live musical, will take place on Sunday, December 17th at 7 p.m. and will run till 10 p.m. And that Maya Rudolph will play Ralphie's mom in the musical. Uh, Maya Rudolph, obviously known for a lot of things, probably primarily uh, Saturday Night Live, does do a quite a bit of singing. She had that variety show with Martin uh, Short for a while. Her mom is the uh, legendary singer, Minnie Ripperton. So um, definitely uh, that should be really exciting. And the rest of the cast, they said, should be announced soon. You know, it's early August, so they're going to have to start rehearsals fairly soon, so I'm sure we'll get some announcements coming up. And then, there's really not a whole lot of news here, but yesterday, Hamilton started teasing something on Friday. We don't really know what. They put out a bunch of social media stuff that said August 11th is going to be a hashtag bit of a day, which is something that Lin-Manuel Miranda says a lot. Then it says dot, 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 for a few reasons. One reason we know, that is the first performance for the Los Angeles uh I guess it's a tour stop. I mean, they're going to be there for like 12 years. I don't know, whatever. But it's the first preview performance at the Pantages. But so many rumors and speculation going around as to what the other reasons for 8-11-2017 being a big day. So I don't really know. You can look online on the message boards. A lot of people have a lot of theories. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure we'll be talking about it on Monday's episode, uh, whatever it is, when they announce it on Friday. (laughs) Boy, they know how to do that. Uh... Mm. They announced it four hours ago, and it's got uh, it's got thirty thousand likes on Facebook so far. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, they aren't no fools. The, the, the Hamilton PR machine has kind of been toned down a little bit now that it's in its, uh, you know, moving into its third year on Broadway. But uh, they still know how to play this uh, this publicity game. All right. So you spoke to Laura Benanti. So let's get that interview in here. First off, congratulations on Meteor Shower and Detour. That's really uh, exciting stuff to hear about, but, you know, not exactly what we want to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just talk about some of the memories that you have about Barbara Cook. Obviously, you've played roles that she originated, but I know you've got a personal fondness for her. There's that great bit you do in your acting on your CD about Soprano Isle, and there's this hologram of Barbara Cook. Growing up as the musical theater obsessed kid that you were, what was hearing someone with that type of voice that sounded so much like yours? What did that mean to you? I mean, it it was the voice that made me feel like it was possible for me to 
pursue this line of work. You know, Julie Andrews and Barbara Cook were the two people that I admired and the most and wanted to emulate. And, you know, she's just an icon for, to me at least. And her voice was so silvery and easy. But what really struck me about her too is what a wonderful actress she was. You know, I saw her um, at Carnegie Hall, I don't know, like eight years ago or something like that. And I was just struck by how she was able to communicate a song, not only through her still beautiful vocals, but her acting was so beautiful. But, you know, my house was full of, of her voice growing up. My mom would play her records all the time. So, you know, I know that she means, she means a lot to me. She means a lot to my mom. She means a lot to my family. Did you, over your career in, in playing these kind of soprano roles and obviously Amalia that she originated, were you able to tell her how much the path she blazed kind of uh, meant to you as a, as a musical theater obsessed kid and then later as a performer as well? Yeah, I mean, I was the weird person. Literally every time I saw her, I would cry. <laughs> I mean, I think she literally knew me as like the girl who cries every time she sees me. But that's how much she means to me. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm sure it was just only just a little bit creepy. Yeah, it was just the tiniest bit creepy, I'm sure. <laughs> but I was so struck by her. And, you know, when, when someone inspires you to, the, to live the life that you're living, it can be overwhelming to be in their presence. But she was always remarkably kind and warm and um, very loving and supportive. I know she was that way to so many performers, to Kelly O'Hara and Rebecca Luker. She's exceedingly generous, and I'm, I feel so honored that I got to, you know, perform for her and be in her presence. Do you, do you remember the first time that you actually did meet her? Um, yes, it was after her concert at Carnegie Hall. Oh, okay. And I went backstage, um, and I got to meet her then, and I was like a true mess. <laughs> I was like sobbing hysterically and telling her how much I loved her. And she, you know, must have been exhausted. And she had just performed for like 90 minutes all by herself. And here's this person like fawning all over her. But she was incredibly generous and patient. And it was it was a magical moment for me, for sure. Absolutely. Well, thinking back to her career, all the records that you uh, listened to growing up, or I don't, not records, cassettes, CDs, whatever they were. Did you? Have... I did listen to the records, though. <laughs> well, Linda probably has a good LP collection, exactly. I'm sure. She yeah. Did. So, yeah. So was there a song or a role that defined what you consider Barbara Cook to be as a performer? Was there one? Was it? I mean, vanilla ice cream, for sure. Okay. You know, for me, it was Amalia. Definitely. What did it mean to you to be able to do that on stage to kind of make that role, to use the cliche, your own, but to, to kind of put yeah. your stamp on something that she originated and to continue that legacy? You know, I, I would, I'm never going, I will never be her. She's so singular. So my goal was just to bring as much of myself to the part as I could and, and hope that I could come even close to what she did. But, you know, for me, every night was a tribute to her because if it weren't for her, I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have chosen this necessarily as a profession. And I don't know if you heard this today, but the uh, one of the reports from the Associated Press was that her her last meal was actually her, vanilla ice cream. I know. I mean, I just get I get chills and get teary just thinking about that. And it, it's so perfect in so many ways. 
I know. I, I was talking to my friend Lauren about that today that I just, it's, yeah, I, I, I have no words for that. Yeah. It's very moving. Yeah. Well, I know you're filming or something out in L.A. today, so I won't take much of your time. But if you. Oh, no worries. Well, if you have if someone maybe is kind of new to musical theater and doesn't really understand the incredible breadth and depth of the work that Barbara Cook did, if there was one song or one album or one show that you could recommend to them to give them an insight. Um, obviously, you you, know, you talked about Vanilla Ice Cream and She Loves Me, but is there something else that can kind of be a gateway into the Barbara Cook fandom for somebody who might not be so well acquainted? Maybe Good Night, My Someone. Hmm. That's about perfect. She does that so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Laura, thank you so much. And again, congratulations you, on Matt. Meteor Shower. I'm so excited. That seems like such an Me incredible too. group of people. So yeah. enjoy your time filming in, in L.A. and then come back and we'll be really excited to see you on stage with those incredibly amazing, funny people in November. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter at BWWMatt. And subscribe to Something Like a Pop on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And we'll be back and talk with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.